0: If you are interested in simplifying your life and your business, have you thought about automating things? Welcome to Outside the Box with Elsa. Your host is Elsa Palmer-Oden. There are many tools that you can use in business and personal automation, including virtual assistants. It's time to take back your time and management. Now, here's your host, Elsa Palmer-Oden.
1: Welcome to Outside the Box. I'm your host, Elsa Palmer-Oden. I have a great show planned for you guys tonight. If you have any questions during the show and you'd like to call in, you can call in to 866-472-5788, or you can send an email to Elsa, El, Elsa, at, El, uh, try this again, Elsa at Elsa at ElsaOutsidetheBox.com. And we'll get to those questions during the show. So, today in history, in 1875, German automotive engineer Ferdinand Porsche was born. He was actually the creator of the Volkswagen Beetle and the early Porsche cars, as well as he created the first electric hybrid automobile. Thought that was kind of interesting. In 1944, Anne Frank was sent to the auschwitz concentration camp. And in 1976, an unmanned U.S. aircraft, the Viking 2, landed on Mars and took close-up pictures, color photos of the planet's surface. thought that was an interesting fact as well. So as we're getting into our Labor Day weekend, and I hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend, I wanted to focus a little bit about the ways small businesses can save time and money through using virtual assistants and using automation tools, which can save a lot of time and effort. So virtual assistants are a great way to get your day-to-day activities done without the high cost of an in-house assistant and without having to worry about downtime, especially for any future lockdowns that could arise from COVID or any other illnesses. Virtual assistants are actually administrative professionals and they're independent contractors. So they're actually working on their own schedule with their own equipment and usually work by the minute or by the project or maybe on a contracted agreement. So that actually saves you a lot of money in office space, bathroom breaks, wasted time, paying for computers, other equipment. Taxes, insurance, a little bit of everything. Plus, the people that usually work as virtual assistants are people that either have disabilities, they're caretakers for people with disabilities, they're homeschool parents, or they may even be autoimmune compromised individuals or anyone that needs a flexible schedule to work around doctor's appointments and such. Or they just want to stay home and away from being exposed of any kind of illness, traveling in offices and that sort of thing. So this kind of is a way for people that may not have been able to work outside the home due to busy schedules to actually still have an income and still be able to work from home and make money. So the birth of virtual, the virtual industry was when Thomas Leonard, he was a life coach and Anastasia Stacy Bryce actually uttered the term virtual assistants, and that was in 1996. They started using the internet, which was fairly new still, to do administrative work virtually. Here it is 15 years later, the virtual world has expanded through many forms of technology. As we all know, technology has expanded greatly. So, this allows people to work from anywhere, as we've learned in this whole pandemic. So, there's many types of virtual assistants. They're basically remote administrative assistants. And the different types depend on the location and their skill sets. When it actually comes to a back-end data entry research type of virtual assistant, The location of the virtual assistant really doesn't matter how only their skill sets really do. But when it comes to phone work, you really want to keep it with a virtual assistant that's in the same country, just to avoid language or cultural barriers, as well as time zone barriers. So you want to keep it as close to home as possible, per se. So today, I'm excited to have with us some of my amazing virtual assistants through REIassistant.com. I have Chris, who is our Incoming Call and Property Management Specialist, Dawn, who is our Social Media Marketing Specialist, and Shauna, who's our Web and Marketing Specialist. So hello and welcome, ladies, TGIF. How are y'all doing tonight? Great, thanks. Doing good, thank you. Doing
2: well here as also.
1: Okay, and um, basically, so each of you work in different parts of the country. We actually have, I know, Pacific time zone and Eastern time zone between the three of you. So how long have each of you been working as a virtual assistant?
3: Well, uh, my name's Chris. I've been with this now for about 10 years. Uh,
4: Which this I? is Dawn. I've been doing this uh, as a virtual
2: assistant for 14 years. And my name is Shauna. I've been working virtually for going on 11 years.
1: Which is nice. Uh, just so that people have a basic idea, Chris Came on, uh, started working with me when I started the company, or pretty much close to this company. This company that I have, REIassistant.com, started just about 10 years ago. So Chris has been here that whole time, and so has Dawn, and so is Shauna, but I also knew Shauna as a virtual assistant prior to this company. So we've all got, and same thing with Dawn. Prior to this company, I worked with her as well. So, we all have done this in different aspects and had many different types of clients. So, with the three of you, what types of things can you or any virtual assistant really do for businesses? Explain some of the things you actually have done or currently do.
3: Well, as far as um, some of the things I do help organize, especially with property management, help take those cumbersome calls and maintenance calls during the night and um, all times of the day. Um, plus we help keep everything besides being organized. We help keep it nice fashion order. So they actually have things they can do to proceed with their business to make it grow. Okay. What about you, Dawn? Um,
4: well, I, um... Social media marketing, uh, not only for real estate agents, real estate investors, uh, alternate investors. Um, I also do some other marketing um, avenues for our um, clients, as well as just keeping things organized in a clean format for our clients.
1: Okay. And what other types of clients have you worked with? I've worked with me personally, I've worked with,
4: uh, real estate clients, uh, e-commerce stores, um, investment clients, you know, like alternate investments, um, real estate investments. Um, oh, I've worked with a lot, of. Solo put entrepreneurs, uh, um, authors.
1: So a little uh, bit of anything.
4: Yeah, I've um, yeah, I've a, lo- a lot of different over the past fourteen years. Doctors, I've worked for a few doctors, um, as a personal assistant for them. So yeah, I've done you know over growing my as being a virtual assistant yeah I've gone from you know answering phones all the way up to um you know getting my degrees getting my certificates and being like I said from personal assistants to you know marketing to uh you know e-commerce stores entrepreneurs and stuff
1: okay what about you Shauna
2: well first I want to say that a virtual assistant can do pretty much anything that doesn't require us to be there in person or have to deal with customers or things like that in person. So as uh, there's almost no limit if as long as we don't have to see the person, you know, face to face. And and even then we have Zoom, you know, there's so many workarounds now. um but that's the first thing, you know, whether it's data entry calls, marketing, web work, and just so much more within that, you know, it's, it's pretty much endless. So uh, I want to, I wanted to say that first. Me personally, I've done mostly marketing, web work and PR related stuff. And so, um, most of that, you know, as long as it's not an in-person event, if I, you know, I, I do it all from home unless I have to be there in person, which is very rare, or I'll do all of the work and then I'll be there on that day or weekend that an event is scheduled. But usually I'm doing 95% of it from my home office.
1: Well, and you take care of Renaissance fair stuff. So that <laughs> involves basically the virtual when you're not at the fair and then the physical when you are.
2: Exactly. Uh, you know, festivals are big, so it takes a lot of, but so, so much of it is done outside of the actual festival that, you know, and, and I've had an array of clients too, you know, for for web work and marketing stuff. So you know, another thing that virtual assistants can do is marketing material for people. So business cards and logos and, and, and one sheets and brochures, flyers, things like that. Um,
1: we can do a lot of that as well. So basically, what would you say you can't do as a virtual assistant for a small business?
2: Well, I can't make or bring you your coffee, but I can order it for you and have it, you know, door dashed to you.
1: (laughs) I guess that's a good answer on that. (laughs) Also, the only other thing that really is a virtual assistant that you can't do is if a license is required for that particular item in that state. So I do want to make sure people do understand we're not going to break the law and do things that require a license. So we do watch that. But otherwise, as long as it doesn't require us to physically be there, it can be done, which is nice. And like Shauna mentioned, now with Zoom, that even takes away some of that physical part to where we can even do some of that, which is nice. Okay, so what tools do you guys recommend to businesses to also help their business?
3: Well, I recommend having a good CRM, uh, a usable one, friendly, and also one that we can teach the clients to even learn a little bit more. And so that they understand what is a CRM? This is the device where you can input, say, work orders, your leads, everything that's combined in there. You can make tasks for everybody. It it just organizes your business and your life so much. It's sort of in some examples, Podio is one of the bigger ones. Uh, There's multiple CRMs out there. Uh, You can price them all yourself and see which is in your group and how much you're wanting to use that CRM.
2: And that stands for customer relationship management.
1: Right. So, Dawn, what would you recommend for businesses to use to help them? Well, me, I would
4: suggest it depends on the type of business. Um, Again, you know, doing social media depends on what you're looking for to gain as in either leads or branding or just general marketing. Um, If you're looking for a personal assistant and you just want calendar management, it would be depending on what you're looking at as in for management. So it kind of depends on the type of business would be depending on what type of tool you're looking for. As in, such as even like um, bookkeeping, whether you want Pe- Peachtree or QuickBooks, it just all depends on the type of business to what tool would be applicable, which would be best
1: for them. Well, on the marketing side for like social media, was there anything you would recommend there? Like the buffer uh, or
4: well, anything like several- that? Well, I mean, there's several available. Again, you got Zapier, you got Buffer, you got Hootsuite, you got Plano, but you also have different ones, again, depending how big your business is that already schedule or will allow you to schedule ahead of time. But if you don't want to be one of those that look like you have a robo, you know, a robot doing your hosting, do you want to go that path? or not so but hootsuite is good for posting um buffer is great um, the ift program is really good but zapier is coming up also really good because not only could zapier um help you with your social media but now programmed correctly it can also respond on your social media so that is something that a lot of businesses may want to even look into. It's just very time consuming to get it programmed the right way. So if you really want something, I would say Zapier right now would probably be your best, but
1: okay, Shauna. Well, any recommendations for from you?
2: Sure, absolutely. So, you know, when I do marketing or web consultations and stuff, I I agree here with Don. a lot has to do with what their personal or business needs are going to be and what industry they're in. I definitely uh, agree with Chris with the CRM. You definitely want a way to keep some kind of record of your customers or clients and, and what you've done with them, you know, whether that be invoices, whether that be tasks, you know, all of this is in one cohesive place. So, whether regardless of what it is, there's some free ones out there. We've gotten very creative in the past on things that are free as well. You know, um, and then obviously, I'm a big uh, email marketing client, you know, whether that be MailChimp, GetResponse, Constant Contact, Eye Contact, a way to keep in contact with your customers. Because a lot of people spend a lot of money getting leads and doing these things, but what they don't do is enough follow-up. So the email marketing, you know, the software is there so we can stay in front of people until we can convert them into a customer or continue to keep them as repeat customers. So I always think that that's something that's important. You need a good website. It is a tool. It's your best tool to work for you 24 hours a day. That is your storefront on the internet and in today's tech savvy world, that's 98% of your reputation. If a person hangs up the phone, they want to know about you, they're going to go check you out on your website or your Facebook business page. So, um, that's something else that I think is super important, uh, and then Zapier and Buffer, some of those things that, that Don mentioned, it, it really depends on either if the client's going to do it or if they're having their virtual assistant do it. And sometimes it's kind of, you know, a decision that both of you make. I use both Buffer and Zapier a lot. Um, and here's a great way that Zapier is used is, you know, when we do a Zoom meeting, for example, or, or, or a webinar on Zoom, I have a Zap set up. So whoever registers for the webinar, immediately their email gets put into our main email listing to say get response. So there's an automatic connection that I don't have to do manually, meaning I don't have to go and download that list of registrants and then upload them into my email list. It just will the zap will immediately make that happen. So there's an unlimited amount of zaps or recipes that you can put together within Zapier. But if you want to do pre-scheduled social media posts and kind of plan out your month, Buffer, IFTT, Hootsuite, like Dawn said, those are great places for you to do that. And they make it, and they're very user-friendly. So those are the ones that I'm thinking off the top
1: of my head. Okay. So what I'm going to do is kind of piggyback off of what each of you said there. As far as the CRM goes that Chris was talking about, CRM is not necessarily needed as soon as you start your business, but as your business is growing, you want that. That's what's going to help keep you focused, keep you organized, keep you on track. And there's tons of them out there. Uh, Like she mentioned, Podio. Podio, we really like Podio because it has a lot of different features. It can be 100% customized for exactly what it is that you need. And it has really good automation. So you can actually set it up so that when something happens in the system, if you update something or change something, it can trigger something else to happen. For instance, if you check off something in your Podio, it can automatically send you a task or an email letting you know what the next step is in the project. So it can keep you more focused with those automations. And it's very cost effective. Podio can be very cost effective compared to a lot of the other ones out there. As far as Zapier goes, that's one of my favorite things. I love Zapier. Zapier can do so much with triggers. So when one thing happens, it's gonna start doing a series of other things. And your zaps, as they call them, don't just have to be one thing happens when something else happens. I have Zap set up that are 14 steps. One initial thing happens and 13 things happen because of just that one thing. So it saves me so much back end time in entering data, updating things. Zapier takes care of it for me. Zapier can also do the social media and help with social media responding, as well as social media postings. Buffer, I like Buffer when it comes to the social media versus Hootsuite or some of the others. Now, they're all great, and you can use whichever one you're most comfortable with. My preference is Buffer, just because it is easy to use and it's very cost-effective. You can actually do Buffer for free with limitations, or I believe the next package is $15 a month. So it's not that expensive, and it can you can pre-schedule your posts for the whole month if you wanted to, your social media postings, and schedule it at the best time for those posts to be noticed on social media which I really think is cool because that way you're not having to make sure you're available at that time to post on each one of the sites. I think that's what makes that part so great. And when it comes to IFTTT.com, we call it IFT, but IFTTT.com. You can do so many things with that as well. You can pre-schedule some social media. Buffer actually works better than the IFTTT does on that. But you can schedule or set things up with IFTTT for your automation. If you have uh, basically the house smart devices in your house, it can work with those and trigger when certain things happen, certain lights turn on or different basically smart uh, device things happen. Then the other thing it can do is send you your receipts. You can email your receipt to your cell phone or through your cell phone. You can email that to yourself. And the IFTTT program will see that email and say, oh, I need to put this on the accounting spreadsheet. So you can keep track of all your business receipts just by taking a picture and emailing it to yourself with the subject line to trigger it and keep track of that. Or Craigslist ads, you're looking for something in particular, you can set one up. So it's going to email you every time that that gets posted on Craigslist or something gets updated on Craigslist. So it's little things like that, that are really cool that the IFTTT can do for you. So I wanted to make sure I kind of touched base on that Because those programs are just priceless tools to use in any business. When I realized what you could do with these tools, I haven't been able to stop using them because they've saved me hours and hours a week. Have you guys noticed how much time this kind of thing can save you guys? Absolutely. Yes. And especially being time is money. The clients are paying for time that the VAs or virtual assistants are working. So if this saves time on the virtual assistant work, that means it saves money in the client's pocket as well. So all around, it works out nicely. Wendy, why do you enjoy working as a contractor? Let's start with you again, Chris.
3: Well, I enjoy it. For one, I have RA, and it's hard for me to stand more than 10 minutes. So this way I can relax, take my time, do my things here. I'm able to do everything and feel like I'm contributing to my household. Um, Go to my doctor's appointments, and when I'm needed elsewhere, I can set that aside and be able to handle that as well. So I have a lot more personal time then.
1: And puppy doggy time. Oh, definitely puppy dog time. <laughs> you got to get the fur babies in there. Yes.
3: And they, they would be lost without me being
1: home all day. And that's one of the advantages. So you're able to have the time with your pets, with your husband, as well as basically time to do what you need to do in your doctor's appointments. Yes. Do wash, do the- wash do your housework in between things and
3: you'll still have that freedom to do everything and still make money. And plus I don't do the wear and tear on my car.
1: Or have to buy all the makeup and dress up clothes and the gas in the car. And
3: Oh yes. You can road actually rage. work in your PJs
1: and no road rage. Well, unless you count going through dogs. Oh, you got a point. Tripping over dogs to get to work. (laughs) Okay. What about you, Don? What do you enjoy working as a contractor? I
4: just, I like helping and seeing the the businesses, whether they're a small business, medium business, um, an entrepreneur, or I like watching them grow, helping them grow. I like watching them, being able to help them grow as we grow, as well as it gives me time to be able to be a caregiver and, yes, stay at home with my doggie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, still stay home and take care of, you know, be here with my doggie. But it is nice, like I said, you know, watching the businesses, being able to help these businesses grow. And, you know, when I talk with these businesses and when they're prepared, to lay out all this money. And it's like, no, 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 stay calm. It doesn't cost that much. And if you think it does, you're talking to the wrong people (laughs) and letting them know that, you know, virtual assistants and, you know, (laughs) you know, letting them know that, you know, we're here to help you guys, not to hurt you, (laughs) you know? So that's what I like to do as working as a uh, independent contractor.
1: Okay, so you enjoy helping others and being able to have your own time. Yes. Great. Okay, before we continue, we're going to be taking a quick break here. Um, basically, I, I want to just give a quick word out that I want to take a moment of silence for the Americans and allies killed, injured, or stuck in Afghanistan and to thank our soldiers who fought there to protect our freedoms. We'll be back in a moment after this moment of silence.
0: entrepreneurs and business owners need reliable good assistance without the time-consuming stress that comes with searching for hiring and training someone that's where u.s virtual assistant and ReIAssistant.com comes in their outstanding u.s based virtual assistants are trained have strong skills experience and are reliable they make it easy to work with a rock star virtual assistant so you can reclaim time to do what you need to do and grow your business they carefully pair you with an experienced virtual assistant who can take care of pretty much any task that doesn't require their in-person presence. From inbound calls to outbound calls to property management and from marketing to websites, they have your small business needs covered. Hiring a virtual assistant is easier than hiring and training an assistant yourself. Best part? It's also cost-effective, saving you up to 85% compared to hiring your own in-house or virtual assistant. Stop doing everything yourself and get your time back by hiring a VA from usvirtualassistant.com. Visit us or call today, 855-2-GET-A-VA. Looking to buy or sell your piece of Southwest Florida paradise? Make your choice a logical one with Logical Choice Realty Group. Sell it faster for more money and less stress. They'll get your home sold and closed. Go to logicalchoicerealtygroup.com and start packing today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Outside the Box with Elsa. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to elsa at elsaoutsidethebox.com. Now back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Box. I am Elsa. We were t- I'm talking with some virtual assistants today, some of my amazing virtual assistants. I have on here Chris, my incoming and marketing or property management specialist, Don, my social media marketing specialist. Shauna, my web and marketing specialist. And now I also have joining us, Ruth, who is one of my awesome virtual assistants and VA consultants. So I would like to continue with the question we were working on of why do you enjoy working as a contractor? So Shauna, you are up. Well, I I
2: kind of have the same motivation as the other gals here, whereas the freedom to be able to choose my own schedule, it's nice to not necessarily, quote unquote, have a boss. Um, And so that gives me flexibility to do what I need to do during the day. I still have a you know, a a school age child that I homeschool. So it's a great opportunity if you're a homeschool parent or needing to become a homeschool parent, working virtually is a great option so that you can still make money, but still be around your family and your kids and things like that.
1: So basically the flexibility part of it.
2: Flexibility is everything. Once you've done it, it's it, going back to a brick and mortar job, as we say, has l- zero appeal to me now.
1: You're used to that. Pick your own schedule. Yes. So Ruth, why do you enjoy working as a contractor?
5: Thinking, backing off the same thing. I like the flexibility of being able to set my own schedule. I have a special needs child in school as well, and we're Doing virtual learning. So being able to jump out if I need to speak to one of his teachers or help him get into one of his classes or take him to therapy or anything is amazing. Not having to necessarily check in with somebody to make sure it's okay to do what I need to do on my personal end makes life so enjoyable.
1: Great. So, Chris, what do you dislike? about being an independent contractor?
3: Well, it's kind of a comical thing. Um, I don't dislike too much, Uh, but the only issue I really have is my bosses that I become close with, they really know that I'm always home. So they always know how to reach me. Um, And there's some days you just want to relax. They are quite shocked when I actually go on vacation. They're like, oh no, what? (laughs) So it's quite one of those things that they always know I'm home.
1: So it's the idea that you're not just a nine to fiver.
3: Uh, no, unfortunately, I'm not. They they like to call me all times of the day and night.
1: Which I think we'll we'll get into a little bit of night contact here in a few minutes. Okay. okay. Um, Don, what is it that you dislike about being an independent contractor? I
4: guess not, I mean, we do have a lot of good camaraderie within your company, just not having the face-to-face. You know, sometimes you just want to sit down and have a coffee and just talk Um, and just not having the face-to-face.
1: Right. Everything's done by phone pretty much or email. Yeah,
4: phone or computer. I mean, I know there's Zoom, but sometimes you just want that non-computer you want to get away from all the electronics. oh so you want to
1: do it old school
4: yes <laughs> just once in a while just, just you know
1: yeah a little bit of old school tie it back into here yeah shauna what is it you may dislike about being an independent contractor
2: well there's not a lot to dislike the the one thing that i dislike is that You don't have insurance like regular companies because you work for yourself. So that is one uh, one downside to it is not being able to have insurance, but everything else is really awesome. So, you know, as an individual, you have to decide what is more important. Is your freedom and flexibility more important or is insurance more important? So I think it's a personal decision when it comes to that. Um, the other thing is sometimes clients can be finicky and disappear without paying their invoice, and that sometimes sucks a lot because you do the work and then you don't get paid for it. So, you know, there it doesn't happen often, but it has happened, and that's like the one downfall is you can't really chase this person down to make them pay you the invoice, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess you could, it just would cost you a fortune just to try to get them to pay it. So, you know, there's there, just like any job, I think there is the, the pros and cons. Just the cons with virtual assisting, I think, are so much lower than the pros.
1: Right. Now, granted, yes, you, you hit the nail on the head about sometimes there can be frustrations with clients or others that we're working with. And that, that can cause some headaches at times, but otherwise. So Ruth, what do you dislike about being an independent contractor?
5: I can agree with them. It's, you know, finicky clients or not having the face-to-face or, you know, with me, I'm on the West Coast and majority of my clients are on the East Coast. So I have them calling me at like six o'clock in the morning and wondering why I'm not calling them back until like almost noon in their time. But, you know, that's an adjustment that everybody has to make.
1: That's true.
5: I didn't go ahead.
1: Sorry. uh, I was just going to say, I didn't think about that. Yeah. The time difference, considering it is three hours time difference. And if they're trying to get started at nine o'clock in the morning, that's right when the sun's getting up for you. (laughs) Right. And then another thing
5: I'm finding an issue with, which, you know, being a VA for as long as I have is finding people who are actually willing to do the work or standing true to their word of saying they're going to work and then doing it. The
1: story of our life. (laughs) Okay. So, Chris, when contracting individual virtual assistants, and you know a lot about the contract process and the training process, as if a person was going to hire an individual virtual assistant, not come through a company like we have with REI assistant, but go through and find an individual virtual assistant, what types of things would a business owner have to watch out for? Like training levels or reliability excuses, that sort of thing that they would need to prepare for versus using a staffing company like, we are, or any other staffing company that actually takes care of those types of situations for them? What would they have to face if they did it themselves?
3: Well, um, a few different things. Availability. I mean, now I also do some training for us and people tell us they're available 30, 40 hours. You get them in the loop and all of a sudden it turns to five hours. So true availability of a person is one goal. Um, You're also going to need to know their experience in, for example, Excel sheets. Some people think they're experts until you get them in front of formulas and they know nothing. So you're going to want to have that experience. Do they actually know it? And that's something that we kind of look at on our ends. We know what we're good at and what we need help with. Uh, But some people, if you're contracting people, you're going to have a problem discussing that and discovering it, especially if you're not right in front of them.
1: Or having to train them yourself. Very true. Or have
3: to train them yourselves. Uh, And also a goal to that a lot of people have problems with Uh, some people are not made for at home work, uh, meaning Mm -hmm. they cannot concentrate. Uh, The washer might be going off and the TV might be going on a good show, something, you know, and no work gets done. You have to have somebody with the ability to concentrate, do their work and get the stuff done.
1: Basically somebody with self-discipline and, motivation to actually do it yes ma'am what kind of excuses have you heard <laughs> let me
3: see uh that people that say why off. they can't work <laughs> well <laughs> work for my neighbor i i've heard um well let's put it this way i heard somebody get caught up in the field they woke up in the field and they didn't know who they were That one was a good one.
1: (laughs) So in other words, they they disappeared because they woke up in the middle of a field? Oh, yes. (laughs) I've heard there's so many
3: people that their family died in the first week of working here. It's not unreal. It does get us cynical and not believing people. And we're very big on being honest. So when somebody comes in. And kind of disturbs that by saying, Oh, I had a death in my family. I personally am one that cannot say somebody had died because I'm afraid that they will die. So,
1: right, faking a death in the family, basically.
3: Correct.
1: Um, we've had
3: people, there's all kinds of crazy excuses. I know somebody called and said he was in jail when he was actually sick.
1: Yes, that was an interesting one. (laughs) He disappeared and then comes back and says that he spent the weekend in jail and then was released from jail with an apology that because he was arrested for uh, being intoxicated and he he wasn't intoxicated. So he was released with an apology and come to find out the entire story was fake. He (laughs) actually was just homesick. Not anything. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't go to jail. That was one of the odd excuses. I remember
3: that one. I usually tell people when I bring them in, uh, look, we're a very honest group. I if you have one of those things where you just need a day off from all the ringing on the phones, just be honest with me and say, "Hey, I need a day off. No phones. Okay, I love that. Be honest. And you're I'm a great filler for that. It's one of those things where I, I like to communicate honestly. And I always tell people, look, I'm a very honest person. I'm no sugarcoater. Just give it to me straight and I'll give it to you straight.
1: Exactly. So, Dawn, what types of things would you say a business owner would need to watch out for if they were hiring a virtual assistant themselves, individual?
4: I'm going to pretty much agree with Chris. Uh, The dependability, um, their education and training, um, make sure that at least within the same time zone, um, like Ruth was saying, you know, if they're in the Eastern time zone and they're trying to hire a virtual assistant in Pacific, that's going to be an issue. Um, So I mean, time zone and, you know, make sure that they can support if they're saying they're an Excel expert or a word or social media, that they can support that. Um, these people are relying on them just by their word. And that's where, you know, when you go and hire someone that, is only wanting to be a virtual assistant because they don't want to go out in the real world and they think, oh, this is going to be easy, stay in my pajamas all day. That's not fair to the real people that need to stay home because of health reasons or because they're caregivers or that's not fair. So, you know, they need to really know, I mean, the people that they're hiring is going to be dependable, actually has what they're claiming to have as in for education and is able to assist what they're needing for and be able to do the work and not, you know, have to need extra training or have someone show them to do it. They should be able to do it if that's what they're claiming.
1: Well, and you bring up a point there because we've had this situation where people wanted to do marketing because they said they have social media marketing or acknowledge. And then mm-hmm. when we go to give it to them, come to find out the social media that they have is just that they know how to post themselves. And that's it. You know, that's- they have a social media and that's it. They don't know about the communicating on social media, the responding. Staying active, the right times of day, the right ways to post, all the fine line details. They just know, hey, I can post something. I can do social media. Yeah, and they don't understand there's legalities.
4: I mean, there's actually FCC guidelines that you have to follow when it comes to social media marketing. And people don't understand all that.
1: Right. And when to use hashtags and not... and. All the fine little stuff.
4: Yeah. Hashtags when it, you know, when you, yeah, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And when you use, you know, a website compared to when not to, when you can use a paid ad and when it's cost effective not to use a paid ad. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's more than just, oh, look it, I know social media. It's it's not cut and dry like that.
1: There's analytics that go into it. (laughs) Right. Okay, Uh, Shauna, what types of things would you suggest for a business owner to watch out for? Well,
2: I think these gals covered it pretty well. It's and this kind of goes out to people who want to be a virtual assistant too. Is you want to treat working from home the same same you would any job that you have to go to. You know, you want to keep the same. I guess. I'm not sure what the right word is, but you want to have those same standards. So, you know, the problem is, is mentioned earlier is not everybody realizes that once you work for yourself, you don't necessarily have someone staring over your shoulder all the time or you have to look your boss in the eyeballs and think, oh crap, did I do that assignment? Or, you know, did I do that task I was supposed to do? And so, you know, it's not for everyone. And there's definitely a transition, but for businesses, just be wary of, you know, of over promising, you know, so we, we, as VAs really want to deliver, but we can't always, you know, we sometimes take on more than we can chew, especially in the beginning. So patience, because sometimes the right virtual assistant is also, you know, created through the aid of that client, you know, and, and learning what that person needs specifically. So, there, you just got to kind of watch for, you know, are they responsive? Do they, you know, are they going above and beyond for you? Those are just the little things that you want to look for. If they're not responsive all the time, that might be an indication that they may not be 100% reliable.
1: And you've got a point there. We're not born virtual assistants by any means. So our clients basically help mold us. You know, when we first start clients, start our first client as a virtual assistant, we all remember our first client yep, and what we did. So whether we it worked or it didn't work with that client, we learned from it. We learned from all of our experiences, like anything in life. And we weren't born as virtual assistants. We've learned how to adapt as being a virtual assistant. And our clients did teach us a lot of that. Sure did. So Ruth, what would you say a business owner should have to watch out for?
5: Well, I think the VAs are underestimating how quote unquote easy this is going to be. A lot of people assume that just because people are putting their houses on the internet for sale, that they're going to be willing to just open up and give them all the information and are when they hit the wall of, you know, well, I don't want to provide certain information because it's not pertinent to the sale of the home. And then they get a little flustered because they're not expecting that.
1: Especially starting out, right.
5: Right. Right.
1: So basically, I guess the consensus here would be for business owners to pay attention to excuses that have been used, what they're level of training is whether they would be reliable and kind of pay attention yes now i do just to kind of throw a little bit more humor in um i have there's one story we had of a dog now sad that it happened but the dog's okay a dog jumped out of a third story window And it was okay, like I said, no broken bones, no nothing, but apparently was sore, was on painkillers. And the virtual assistant decided that they couldn't make phone calls because the dog's sleeping and they have to watch the dog. Okay, your dog's sleeping. Are you going to wake it up making phone calls? Don't quite understand. My so, dog was viciously
5: attacked by another dog, and I still work.
1: That's it, exactly. So it just, it kind of goes into everything. Okay, well, we are getting close to the end. I do want to let everybody know that we have a question of the week on our website, ElsaOutsideTheBox.com. And this week's question is, have you ever used a virtual assistant? Give us your answers and let us know. And I want to let people know that if you're looking for a a U.S.-based virtual assistant, you can go to reiassistant.com if you want to become one of our incredible virtual assistants, because we're always looking for awesome virtual assistants. If you're looking to become one, you can also go to reiassistant.com and go to the apply to be a VA page. It's under the more tab at the top. You can go there and apply and we'll supply you the training and put you through everything so that you know exactly what's expected with our type of clients and how to do it all. I mean, we'll give you everything you need, except for, of course, you have to handle your own equipment. So we give you all the training you need to handle all that. So I want to make sure that if you're looking for that opportunity to be able to work from home, you've got that opportunity there. I also want to do a quick thank you to our sponsor, Logical Choice Realty. Your logical choice for all your real estate needs, including buying, selling, investing and property management services. And I want to thank my virtual assistants that showed up here tonight. I love you guys uh so i really want to say thank you chris dawn and shauna for spending the time with us today join us next week for a tribute for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and i want to wish good luck to chase Elliott, and team Hendricks, in nascar's first playoff race this weekend at darlington don't forget to think outside the box to reach your next level of success good night
0: It's been so great to have you join us this week. Outside the Box with Elsa is broadcast live every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again soon.